Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Kristen Ostrander. You know, I realized I didn't ask you how to pronounce your last name. Was that correct? It's Ostrander. Ostrander. (laughs) That's okay. And she is the founder of mommyincome.com, serial entrepreneur, author, and fellow podcaster. So Kristen, how are you doing? I am fabulous. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, of course. Thanks for coming on the show. We're excited to hear more about you, your dreams, your goals, and how we can help. So we like to jump right in. If you could start with telling us a little bit more about yourself and what you like to do for fun, that'd be great. (laughs) Okay. So a little bit about me. I have been married to 22 years to my wonderful, amazing husband. We have three kids. uh, One's 21, 18, and uh, 11. So we still have one at home and I am an e-commerce expert. I've been doing e-commerce since 2003, way back. They call me the OG sometimes because, you know, most people have, you know, back in the day, right? So um, I do e-commerce for a living. That's what I love. I teach people to start and grow businesses online for fun. Oh my gosh. I do so many things for fun. My main passion right now is that I'm an avid cornhole player. So I love tournaments. I love to play. Um, It's just my jam. So that's something I do for fun. Other things I do is I make jewelry art projects. So I take old vintage jewelry, take it apart and repurpose it into art pieces. And I just love to do that for friends and family. That is awesome. There are cornhole tournaments. For real. It is a crazy thing. It's actually, it's actually, there's national leagues or people are getting big money to do that. Although I'm not at that level. I love to play on a regular, on a regular basis. We're in a league and we also play in tournaments. It's really fun. That is so cool. And thanks for telling me that because I've been looking for activities to go do and cornhole might be one of them. So that's awesome. Well, e-commerce expert, tell us about how you got started in e-commerce and how you um, kind of made the transition into teaching people to start and grow an e-commerce business. Sure. So I started e-commerce because um, my husband and I, I mean, he was a little bit older than me, but, but like high school sweethearts and we, I got married when I was 19 and I was in college and kind of pursuing that. And then have ended up having my first child uh, about a year later than when we got married. So it was like, I wanted to stay home with my son. And then eventually my daughter came along and wanted to stay home with them. And I wanted to be able to work from home. Well, in 2000, between two, he was born in 2000. So in 2000 and 2003, there wasn't a lot of opportunities out there. A lot of them were like, um, direct sales, like a Mary Kay or like pampered chef, people selling stuff kind of not quite door to door, but you know what I mean with direct sales. And that just wasn't for me. So I was looking for some like work at home opportunities and there wasn't a lot, but there was eBay. And I was, I was buying on eBay at the time, like, just like, just a way to save some money, you know, as a young broke couple, we were like, what are we going to save money? And so when I realized that I really liked buying from there, I thought maybe I'd sell some things on there. And so I listed, um, my daughter's, you know, those dresses or those outfits or your kids uh, wear like one time for like a special event. And then you spend all that money and you're like, what am I going to do with this dress or those cute little Nike shoes that are like this big? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I, I was like, well, what are we going to do with all this stuff? So I, I sold them on eBay. And what I realized really quickly was I could 
make decent money from my house selling used goods that my children barely use and I could just buy them new stuff. So I wasn't like making a killing, but I was like, Hey, this size doesn't fit her, but I can, you know, upgrade to the next size just by selling this off. So at first it was just kind of a break even. And then I realized I could really make some money doing this. And so I started going to like garage sales, yard sales, picking up good brands and started flipping them on eBay. And then I eventually graduated to what's called retail arbitrage, where you go to stores and you're buying clearance stuff, but it's still brand new and you're, you're, you're selling and flipping that. So a little side hustle turned into, um, I don't know, like soccer camp money and like all kinds of stuff that we wanted. So I kind of grew it from there. Do you know who Gary V is? I do. (laughs) You should uh, make a garage sale video with him. (laughs) That would be super cool. Hey, if you know, Gary V hook me up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that'd be awesome. He would totally be open to it. I'm sure if you just like DM'd him, somebody would get it up to him or like, like tag him and when you go like just go garage selling again i'm sure you don't do it anymore because you've probably evolved but go and like tag him and be like i'm gonna beat you this saturday or something like that i don't know that is so funny yeah that's like that's there's a dream goal right there right like make <laughs> videos with gary b that would be super fun yeah absolutely um awesome well tell us a little bit more about what gets you up and keeps you going every day oh my goodness um really what gets me up and keeps me going is it's still kind of a have to, right? Like I, I've got to, you know, the mortgage payment, right? I mean, that stuff doesn't wait. So, um, you know, what I really love though about business and about running my own business is the fact that what gets me up and going is that I have the duty and responsibility of that, but I also have the freedom in that. I don't have a boss telling me, hey, you got to be here at a certain time. You got to miss this, your daughter's dance class. You've got to miss this game or this gig my son's playing because I have to be out of work at a certain time and work for somebody else. I know that all of the the effort that I put in every single day goes directly back to my family, that I'm building a legacy, that I'm building um, something that my kids can look up to and say, you know what, if you put the work in and you work hard and you do um, well for yourself, you know, the results will come. And um, not only just being an example for them, but um, being able to earn my own income in my own way is really what keeps me going. I mean, most people hate Mondays. I love Mondays. I love to be like, I get to get up and I get to do what I love to do today and get paid for that. It's it's just a double win. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm moving towards that myself, actually. So I appreciate your energy with that. Now, I do have a question to ask you. A lot of 20 year olds who, you know, get married that young, have a kid, um, their lives end up differently. They don't end up as successful. So tell us a little bit about some of the adversity that you faced and how you dealt with some of those uh, negative thoughts that can pop into our head every now and then. Sure, sure. I have a lot of those, you know, growing up, we always grow up where however we're raised in in a certain money mindset or a certain mindset that you maybe were raised in. And, and you don't always, you know, when you grow up, that's just what you're taught. And you kind of have to make your own way. You can either believe what your parents or grandparents or whoever raised you uh, taught you. Or you can kind of make your own way. And one of the things that that I had to overcome was the, like a money mindset block, like my dad growing up and this story is in my book and it talks a little bit longer version of it, but talks about how he grew up in a very like religious household. He was a pastor's kid, you know, and it was always like that money wasn't bad, but just like too much of anything was a wrong and bad thing. And I remember watching like lifestyles of the rich and famous. It's kind of like cribs nowadays where you see all these millionaire people making all this money and spending it extravagantly. And I remember watching that as like a 12 year old being like, dang, that's the 
life. I want that. And I said that out loud one time when it was on and he was like, that's such a waste. You know, you could feed a small country with what they spend on these houses and stuff like that. And in my mind, I just immediately attached to that, like, oh, having too much money is bad or having these luxury items must be bad. Cause we were, we were poor from a single family home. um, just barely making ends meet paycheck to paycheck kind of thing. And my dad seemed to just be okay with that. And coming from a single parent family, I didn't feel okay with that, but I thought that's what I was supposed to believe. So when I grew up and he just said, go to college, get a good job, just keep your head down, keep your, you know, just, just live simple. And there was desires inside of me that didn't align with that somehow. I was like, well, I don't think it's wrong to have money, money that you can help other people with. And so I was thinking about that. And so I had to overcome a lot of those money mindset blocks I had that were like, really, it's okay to, to earn more. It's okay to want more. It's okay to work hard to achieve that. So that's one of the blocks. And the other block really was there's no entrepreneurs in my family. So there was kind of a lack of respect for what I was doing. It was just, it seemed a little bit like a hustle in the background as some people don't talk about at least, you know, 20 years ago when I, when I was first starting doing all this kind of stuff, it was like, are you still doing that eBay thing, that Amazon thing? And I was like, yeah, that Amazon thing makes a million dollars a year now. <laughs> so it used to be a little side hustle. And now it's this. So I think overcoming a lot of like, just people not respecting that it's a real job, people not respecting that, 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 it could potentially, you know, change your life. So that was difficult hardships. Yeah, for sure. And how did you push through that? Was it mainly community? Was it work you did inside yourself or what, what'd you do to really get through those blocks? I think the money mindset was really just digging into like the reasoning of why maybe I was raised like that. And, and just, you know, reading some books and realizing that like, I had just have a strong desire to help people. And I felt like if I had more resources, I could help more people. And I wanted to always help people. I wanted to help people like me to realize that like sitting in a four-year university is not for everybody. It was, it, I had a full scholarship and I was going to Oakland university. I had a full scholarship. And at the second year, even though I went back when my son, I had my son and I went back, um, they told me, don't come back because you don't have a major and you can't take any more classes until you dedicated a major. And I thought, there's nothing here I want to major in. There's nothing I can think, see myself doing. And that was kind of a little bit before I got into the eBay and e-commerce. But once I dialed into that, it's something that I realized that, that there, it doesn't have to be everybody else's plan. Your, your plan, your dreams, your goals do not have to be on someone else's path. They don't have to be a four-year university and then work up the ladder and work in a cubicle or whatever that may be. Now, you know, for our doctors and our lawyers, please go to college. And then so I'm like, we need you to be going to college. But I just, no one ever told me that. No one ever said that make your own way. It was just like, here's the path. We think it's carved out for you and walk in this way. And um, just kind of decided that, I was willing to accept the results I got, but I was going to work really hard in my way to get that because the, the four-year university college thing was just not for me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I feel that. Well, awesome. Let's jump into your dreams and goals now. Um, tell us a bit about those and your vision for your life and your business. Sure. Um, gosh, which goals, which dreams? <laughs> I want to win a cornhole tournament. How about that? <laughs> That's one of my goals and dreams. That's a recent one. Uh, I feel like people should be well balanced and have, you know, personal goals, spiritual goals, relationship goals, you know, business goals. Of course, with my business, I want to reach as many people as possible. I consider myself a hope dealer. <laughs> I know there's like dope dealers and there's hope dealers. I love to be able to, to, to 
show people that no matter what background you come from, no matter what education level, whether you came from a single parent family like my own, or you, you know, grew up wherever, however, that there's hope and there's opportunity for everyone who wants to step up to the plate. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be fast, but it's going to be worth it. If you, if you do, if you follow your dreams and if you follow your goals. And I think what I want my business to really go is I want to help as many people as possible, believe in their self, believe it's possible and give them practical tools to execute whatever dream that they have, because I really believe that any dream is possible. I mean, even with us and our business, one of the things we also had to overcome was foreclosure. Um, we had our home foreclosed on us um, in 2012. My husband was injured at work and he could no longer uh, work and do the things he was, he was a commercial carpenter. And in the, in that I had a small little business I was building up and I also had three kids and a newborn baby. So, um, at that time, and when he got injured and he hurt himself, um, and he got hurt at work with all the, a lot of people think you just get workers comp, right? You get to just, um, you know, they're going to pay you while you're off. Well, that was not our story. Um, they decided his injury was degenerative and they didn't want to pay anything. So as he was having surgery, physical therapy, we lost everything we own, just trying to keep our kids fed and to be able to recover from that. I tell that story just to tell people, no matter what situation you're in, you can recover from that, but you have to be determined. And what, what I really focus on is, is small, small steps, you know, having big dreams can overwhelm people. They're like, Oh, I want, you know, if you're going from here to here, you know, you're like, I want to be the next Michael Jordan. Um, most people will say, good luck with that. <laughs> Not me. I'd say, what's the very next step you can take to get better. Just the very next step. So, um, my biggest dream is just to spread that news to people to understand and then give them practical steps to take, to execute what's next for their dream. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And title of your book it's big dream small steps right dream big step small yep dream big step small yes it's yeah it's a beautiful concept and it takes you from the clouds of a dream to like the practicality of execution because it's like you know maybe the first step in your business is like talking to your first potential client like it doesn't always have to be like getting your first client like maybe that's too intimidating but talking to somebody you can talk to somebody Right. And so it's like, and if you can't talk to somebody right now, think of a smaller step than that, you know, and just, yes, that is a perfect example. I love that. I love that. Well, awesome. So we got make some videos with Gary V win a a cornhole tournament, reach as many people as possible and help them believe in yourself in themselves with your business, giving them practical tools to execute. You got any other dreams or goals that you want to mention? Oh my goodness. I got to get my bucket list book out. I I read a bucket list book this summer and it was so eye-opening. His name is Trav Bell and he's fantastic. And he wrote this bucket list book and it was just like this eye-opening grid. And so making, making a list of different things. Um, Yeah, I do have a goal to be, I I would love to be on TV at some point. I mean, I'm on, you know, shows like this all the time. And like, I'm like, I need to be on TV. So I always joke, even if it's like at the chiefs game and I'm holding up a sign, I'm like, let me be on TV. Um, only because I just like when I, since I was a little kid was just like enamored with like even news people and people were, that were on TV and I was like, I want to be on TV. So that's another little dream I have. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You could, uh, get the billionaire status and become undercover billionaire guest. Oh my gosh. That would be sick. Let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. So be on TV. I love it. I love it. Now, is that like your own show or like chiefs game, anything? 
Oprah. Well, I will start I with anything, Oprah. but I, I I will start with anything, but that's that's more you know just something something like that, something that that I'm able to be able to speak my message to as many people as possible, and that you know they can walk away with something that they can use for the rest of their life. You know, that's just that's my purpose and my life goal. And I felt I've always felt like TV's got like the biggest audience, right? So it's like wherever the biggest number of people are to be able to watch or listen to something, the goal really isn't just to be on TV; it's really to reach that many people. Um, I've already reached one of my goals, which is to be international with my podcast. And I've got international students in my program everywhere. So that's, that's one goal there, but to be able to um, serve as many people as possible is just my life purpose. So TV will help that for sure. I love and that. Gary V. <laughs> yes. And Gary V. Gary v. I'm sure he has some ins with some people who. I bet he does. Yeah, absolutely. Well, awesome. How about a commercial? Would a commercial work? Like a- Heck yeah, I could be a commercial for anybody. I'm like a walk-in commercial. If you got me to fall in love with some product, something, some whatever, like I'm your person. I'll be, I will sing the praises and be the walk-in commercial for just about anything if I fall in love with it. So that's that's something for, I've made many commercials in my time. There we go. There we go. I love it. Well, if there were one or two people that you could meet right now, and this can be a specific person or a type of person, and they would help you take the next step towards your dreams and goals, who would they be and how would they do it? Oh my goodness. I would love to have an hour with Nicole Walters. Nicole, do you know Nicole Walters? I do not. Okay. Well, Nicole Walters, she started out entrepreneur. She was in the corporate world, um, like the rest of us, just your, your average kind of person, but she just made a name for herself by being out there and being, um, just a really good entrepreneur, building her own business and eventually growing. She had her own TV show now on, on USA. I've been a fan of her since like 2015. And um, she is just a brilliant business mind. Every time she opens her mouth, golden nuggets fall out. And I feel like even an hour with just talking with her about the next step would be would be gold. Um, and gosh, what was the other part of your question? Who and, and for how long? <laughs> uh, just who they are and how they would do it. So Nicole Walters would help you take that next step because of her brilliant business mind. Yes, absolutely. Awesome. Is there anybody else, like maybe a type of person or is Nicole Walters like stopping there, which is fine. A, the, a type of person would be, you know, somebody who has been in business a really long time and has done all the things that I've already done um, or that I'd like to do. I'm sorry. And to be able to just kind of walk in their footsteps or tell me not to make these mistakes and not to make those mistakes. And that's just like kind of the, the paving the way, like I've been there and done that. So here's a way to kind of get through that without losing yourself, without, you know, putting everything on the line and only sleeping two hours a night, but how do you be a real person and achieve all those goals? I would love to hear the insider news from maybe one of those billionaires out there. Yeah. Kristen, have you ever read the book? Who, not how? I have not. You should check that book out. I am writing that down right now. I love to read. Is it audiobook format? Because I want that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I listen to it on Audible. Awesome. I love Audible. Yes, it's, it's a great tool. Um, Who Not How and the authors of it, I think, are Dr. Benjamin P. Hardy and Dan Sullivan. Dan Sullivan is exactly that person that you're talking about right now. He is like a business mentor that has really been through it all and that principle who not how he says is the way that he lives his life so 
I am going to listen to that probably starting tomorrow. Uh, I always listen to something while I'm getting ready in the morning. And usually it's one of my devotional podcasts or something like that, but this is going to be in the queue. So thank you so much for that recommendation. Yeah, absolutely. I just have one request. If you, after you listen to it, tell me how, what you think about it and how you're going to implement it to change your life. For sure. I would love to do that. There we go. Awesome. What's the most important one or two things that everyday people can do? to help you accomplish your highest priority dreams? Following their own dreams, taking the steps that they need to take in order to follow their own dreams. Um, You know, that's so believing that it's possible, believing that they can, and then executing that, you know, dreams are just floating around in our heads until we actually take a step forward to, to, let them accomplish that. And we will have happier, healthier, stronger people if they're pursuing their dreams, when they have purpose and they have a pep in their step because they know the direction that they're following and they know where they're going and what they're doing and how to spend their time um, and that they're passionate. The world will be a better place because everyone is collectively pursuing everything that makes them whole and happy and satisfied and you know contributes to everybody's well-being. The rising tide raises all ships. And I feel like if we bring each other up no matter how small or big that can be that everyone collectively grows and changes and so that's just the desire of my heart is for everyone whatever little dream they have whether it's you know something silly like my cornhole tournament or something big like you know making a million dollars in a business um you know taking one small step towards what you really desire and want will really change the world yeah yeah absolutely i love that it's Funny, when you hear this question, a lot of people, you think a lot of people have selfish answers, but that is often the answer that I get. It's like, be the best version of you because that makes the world a better place and allows me to be the best version of me in a better way, which is really cool. So awesome. Now we're going to jump into our thriving three. And the first question is, what's your favorite book, movie, or podcast? Pick one. Oh, wow. One. Okay, so my my most current favorite book is um, Who Says I Can't by uh, Coach Rob Mendez. If you haven't read that, if you haven't seen the ESPN, for, I'm a huge football fan, always been a huge football fan, huge into sports, love it. And um, Coach Rob Mendez is, has a very rare um, condition that he was born without arms and legs. And yet he is a football coach and people just do not understand how he has made that work in his life. And I just, the book is fantastic. There's an ESPN special. I think you can watch it on YouTube at this point. Um, but he recently um, released his, his book, who says I can't. And um, coming from a guy who does not have arms and legs, it's to say who says I can't as his mantra is just so inspiring. And I have that quote everywhere. I love that book um, because it's just it helps us to not make excuses. You know, it helps us to realize not just from his life, but in our own life, like if this guy can do anything he wants and follow his dreams, certainly I can considering all of the advantages I would have just having arms and legs. And it's just such an inspirational story. And that's just the story. It's just his whole person in general, the way he speaks, the way he writes, the way he motivates, um, is, is fantastic. So I always recommend, um, who says I can't by coach Rob Mendez. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Who says I can't? And what is one way you like to take care of yourself? I have office hours. 
Um, I used to be a workaholic. I used to work a, a lot and just thought that every waking hour I had to be hustling and making money and, and, and working and working and working. And I realized that that was, um, really overrated. <laughs> I love my family. I, I realized how fast my children were growing up. And my whole goal was to stay at home and be with them and nurture them and guide them into great humans. And part of, there was a several years, I made a lot of sacrifices for that and I decided no more. And so I have office hours. I work, um, sometimes it's different, but sometimes it's like a 10 to six. Sometimes it's a nine to four, depending on the schedule, but I literally close the office and be done, even though it's at home. Um, and just, I do not work after work. And it's taken me a lot of years to learn that, but it's a really a good way for me to care for myself and realize that like tomorrow is going to come and I can worry about everything else tomorrow. And my, my other hours are really, I love my husband. I love my kids. I love our hobbies and things that we do together. And it's not worth money or hustle or growing as, you know, seasons for everything but mostly how I care for myself is literally like the office is closed I do not work weekends I do not work well most evenings I don't work I occasionally have you know clients or different things um, but that's always scheduled I really try to keep my scheduled hours and my time is my time I love that I love that and what is one action step that you can take right now or continue to take if you're already doing it to keep moving towards your highest priority dreams Staying consistent, staying consistent. Consistency is how I got where I'm at now. And I believe it's going to continually carry me to the next step. So as I'm taking my steps to just be consistent and patient, the results will come. I know they will. It just takes patience and consistency. So I'm going to keep doing that. Yeah, absolutely. I love that, which is a great segue into our next question, actually. Um, tell us a little bit about the power of consistency. And for those out there who are listening, who are like, I can't be consistent. It's very hard for you to be, to be consistent. Tell us how we can be more consistent in our lives. Well, first of all, I'll never use the word can't. So that was one of the things that's one of the reasons I love that book, uh, who says I can't so much is before that was written. I taught my kids at a young age that can't was a bad word. We don't use that word. You can say, I'm afraid. You can say, I don't know how, or you can say, I don't want to, but you may not say you can't because you can, you just either haven't learned or you're afraid or you don't want to. So yeah, it teaches us some honesty there. So um, going back to being consistent is really, it's patience and consistency really. And how you stay consistent is you constantly keep your reason, your why, your purpose in front of you, because that's not something it can change over time and in different seasons, the reasons that you're doing things, but that core reason of why you have that goal and dream is not going to change. So when you feel flustered, when you feel overwhelmed, when you feel like you can't, you won't, you're tired, you, you can't move forward, or, or you feel like you're stuck, um, that why, that reason that you're doing it to the begin with is so important to keep in front of you. So having somebody accountable to can, can kind of remind you of that or having a mantra or something you can remind yourself of being consistent every single day, every day, some point, do something towards your goals, take a step forward, take a step to the side, reevaluate, rethink, but reason your reason usually doesn't change your core reason. And mine was really to have the, the initial reason was really to have some financial independence, to realize that I don't have to live paycheck to paycheck, that I want to be able to have financial independence at some point, and that's going to take some work, and that's going to take consistent efforts. And so 
even on the days, like, you know, I was talking to you before off air when we were talking about how the kind of day I've had and on days like that, it's just like, okay, but still being consistent. I'm going to get up tomorrow and I'm going to do the same thing again, because my why has not changed to be able to leave a strong legacy for my children and to be able to have and continue to have financial independence. I've got to get to work and that's not going to change. So it helps me to just take steps. Even sometimes if it's just one step, you did something for your dream that day, that's worth it. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Now I'm curious what you would say to the person who doesn't know their why, doesn't know their purpose. Cause there are a lot of people floating around like that. That's a great question. I have actually a whole series of questions that I would want to ask those people and ask them like, what, what do you feel you're good at? What do you like doing? What lights your soul on fire? Figure out how to make a business or make money out of that. If that's what your passion and, and calling is, if it's something like you just love to serve and help people, there's ways to earn a living, even with what people consider a nonprofit. Um, if, if it's something like that, but I believe that everybody has a passion and a desire inside of them and that that passion and desire can bring income for them. And so if they're thinking about that and they're not sure, one of my other, uh, another book that I love to recommend is called Career Maps. And, uh, you know, it, it was kind of designed for people that are in transition to like maybe a career change or something like that, but it really helps you self-discover some of the things that you're good at, some of the things that you enjoy doing and pulls your best out of you so that you can turn that into, um, you know, finances for yourself. Like people can literally earn money. If you love dogs, you can make money loving dogs, walking them, caring for them, breeding them, any sort of thing. So I really, really honestly believe that anyone can make an income from their passion and discovering it is simply being willing and open to look inside yourself and, and realize what it is you really want in life. I love that. I love that. And I think that might be the biggest hurdle for people sometimes, like being willing to look inside themselves and really be honest with themselves. Because, you know, some people are like scared of themselves and their own thoughts because it's a scary thing, honestly. And especially if you've been judging yourself for years. For sure. And you know what? When I, I understand that because I, 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 I'm a risk taker. I've always been a risk taker. And one of my mantras is um, failure is better than regret. Because as you grow and change and move through life, um, you're going to have failures. You're going to have mistakes. You're going to have missteps. And it's, it's really, I would rather have failures that I can learn from than things that I could have, would have, should have, because we can't go backwards. We can't go back and say, I wish I would have done this or that. No one gets to the end of their life and says, oh, really? I wish I would have worked a lot more. I wish I would have spent a lot more time at work and not with my family or friends or developing myself or helping people or whatever it is. So that's one of the things I would say, yes, be scared, but do it anyway, because what's at stake? What's at stake? You're going to be comfortable. You're going to be miserable anyway. So you can either be miserable by trying to learn something new and failing along the way, or you can be miserable stuck in the what if, what if, what if. So I feel like they're both hard. Pick the hard that's going to get the best result. Yeah. I love that. Pick your heart. <laughs> well, I got one last question for you. It requires a bit of pretext. So you know how there are people on the planet that kind of have that fixed mindset. They're not willing to accept help, not willing to accept change. And sometimes they live their whole life like that and they'll die like that. 
Other times, they'll switch to more of a growth mindset, willing to accept help, willing to accept change. In your opinion, what is the catalyst that causes that change? Hardship. Hitting the bottom. Realizing that there is nowhere else to go but up. And I think that's part of maybe what I faced at certain points of realizing that like when, when we were at the bottom of foreclosure and they were literally, we were the first homeowners in our entire family. Every, we had always been renters or lived in apartments or whatever. And so for us to be able to own a home and then lose it was such a, felt like such a failure in life. I thought, where else am I going to go from here? I'm going to live in my car with my three kids. And like, what is this going to be? Um, and I think when you realize that you've got nothing to lose and everything to gain just by taking one step, a whole new world opens up for you. So looking at your hardships as a way to grow and looking at your hardships that instead of being like victim, like poor me, and this is just where I was born, or this is what I have or what I don't have instead say, what is just the one step I can take to move beyond that, to move beyond this hardship was here for a reason. It could shape you or it can shame you, whichever one that you choose. I love that. Well, awesome. Kristen, is there anything else that you want to chat about before we sign off? I don't know. That was a lot. <laughs> it was. It was a lot. I love that. I love these. Uh, you have great questions. And I really hope that someone listening is inspired to maybe take that next step to uh, live a life that's not full of regret. And instead of, of that, just moving towards that. So thank you for the privilege of being able to answer these questions. It was really thought provoking. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Thanks for coming on the show. And if you guys are listening to this, you heard her. She wants you to go take that step take a bet on yourself. If you're having any doubts about that, make sure to reach out to her. She would love to give you a kick in the butt. She also wrote a fantastic book that you should get and share with your friends, family, and community, because I'm sure that will also give you a kick in the butt and a little more insight into her story and inspiration because she is where she is now. As we always ask, send this podcast to one to three people you know need to hear this message. If you're looking to contact Kristen, network with her, introduce her to Gary Vee, the ways to do it will be in the show notes. <laughs> and last but not least, leave us a five-star review on iTunes and we're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one -on -one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.